Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast, and Zach, the Broncos are back. They're back, baby. <laughs> uh, again, I mean, it's just, that's uh, that's how this whole thing started. Is I always said it's funny because the Broncos are just back all the time. They're back for OTAs. They're back for workouts. They're back for minicamp. They're back for training camp, and they're back for the preseason. They're back on the field for the regular season. So this is just one of those times, and, and today the Broncos are, in fact, back. I think I'm going to get this right. This is voluntary minicamp today. Bingo. Bing, vol, la, uh, kind of bingo. Voluntary veteran minicamp. Right, because there's no rookies yet. Right, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You don't need to say that. Um, man, catch the fever. You've got Nuggets playoffs, Bron- uh, Avs playoffs, Rockies on a two-game winning streak. And voluntary veteran <laughs> minicamp, baby. Let's they, go. They all stack up the same, right? <laughs> yep. If this was on TV, I don't know if anyone in Denver would be leaving their couch from, what, last night? No, I guess you could extend it back until, what, Saturday? Why not put this on TV? <laughs> well, because they're not even letting I, us I watch know, it. I know. Oh, I was going to get to why not let us watch um, because I can assure you they aren't putting in the plays they're going to run uh week one today but we're not allowed to watch it which is kind of unfortunate and it's unfortunate for you guys because we don't get to tell you what we saw more than really anything we'll tell you that joe flacco is tall and can throw a football yep we will see him throw in orange for the first time but make sure you tune in tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so you can hear all about that um really today zach i just want to talk about kale mccarr (laughs) oh man the what do you can you even call him a rookie or is he like below that? Not in a, not in a bad way, but it's it's mind blowing what he's done. 
if you aren't familiar and, and we won't I, i'll try to <laughs> i'll try to stop talking about him as soon as i can if you aren't familiar kale mccarr was drafted by the avalanche two years ago and has played in college up until yesterday he was the best player in college he won the heisman essentially this year on Friday, on Thursday, he won in the national <laughs> semifinals, beat Zach's DU Pioneers. Yeah, I don't like the guy. <laughs> um, and then on Saturday, played in the national championship, unfortunately lost. Then he signed his pro contract. Then yesterday, he came in to the Avs lineup directly in without even a practice. All he had was a skate around. <laughs> Morning skate, I think is what they call it. I, I mix up shoot around and morning skate. Morning skate was all he had. And then he comes in. And in the first period of his first game <laughs> against his hometown team for his new team, scores a damn goal. You've got to be kidding. And it was a beauty, too. And I read a story from Adrian Dater on bsndenver.com this morning in which Nathan McKinnon, who, by the way, had just scored two goals to start the game. Yep. It, we're only 10 minutes in. He's got two goals. He's, he's going for a natural hat trick in the first period of a playoff game. <laughs> McKinnon says that McCarr is coming up behind him, pounding his stick, calling for the puck. <laughs> in his first game, calling for the puck from the guy who's on a natural hat trick is one of the best players in the world. And then he drives to the net and scores it. I mean, you can't, you can't write it. It's, it's honestly one of the best weeks any professional athlete has ever had. I guess I shouldn't say professional. I should just say athlete. It's absolutely insane, Ryan. I mean, you detailed it. This, you really can't replicate it in any other sport. No, it, you can't. We tried to talk about it yesterday. It's it's Von Miller joining the Broncos in a playoff game and getting a, sa- a strip sack. Is basically, I mean, maybe even a strip sack touchdown. Um, it's it's Zion Williamson joining the Nuggets for tonight and having a you know <laughs> oh, thirty a triple double. Just think about it this way, in terms of Broncos, that's, it's like Von Miller. I mean, it's not even like this, but could you imagine if, let's say Bradley Chubb last year, first game after a whole offseason with the Broncos and knowing he's the guy, the first game he comes in and has a strip sack that leads to a Von Miller touchdown. I mean, th- that's, that's what insane. it is. I mean, yeah. Philip scoring yeah. a touchdown in his first game as a Bronco is pretty special. Yeah. Extremely special. And they still had three or four months. Yeah, it doesn't even come (laughs) close to as crazy as this was. And I was there. Oh, um, man. And you know I live for hugging strangers. (laughs) And you better believe I was hugging strangers. And I have to give so much credit to the Avs because – or to the Avs fans. Uh, At BSN, we have learned very um, definitively how great Avs fans are. But I've never – they didn't even do like an announcement on the big screen or anything. I thought they would like, please welcome to the ice, Kale McCarr's right. first ever game. Okay, everyone sure. would have gone nuts. There was nothing like that. I think they didn't want to s- spook him. Right. The, every person in the crowd knew what was happening. Mm. The second that he hit the ice, it was like they scored a goal. Man. I have goosebumps just thinking about it because I, it's so cool when a fan base is educated. And I just, I don't know, it was the playoffs you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a cool thing to say you're going to a playoff hockey game. I I guess I wouldn't have been surprised if only sixty percent of the crowd knew what was happening. Right. Everyone knew, and everyone was on their feet. And when he got that puck and started going towards the the net, it was just like it was like a, a build up, like a crescendo. And it, and when he scored, it was the loudest I've 
ever heard the Pepsi Center. Man, that is so cool. It it's, was, it's those Colorado fans. It was. It, I mean, honestly, so hats off to Avs fans because they all knew what was happening. There was no announcement necessary. Everyone knew who Kale McCarr was, that he was in the lineup, and they were. everyone was just waiting for him to get out there, and it made it really special. And from what I understand, it was so good that you can't miss the next one. Yeah, you know, sometimes after you've had a few cold snacks, it let me tell you, 8.30 start, I had oh, a few cold man. snacks. Sometimes you make decisions with your money that you then regret the next morning. Gotta say, woke up this morning with two playoff tickets that weren't cheap. No regrets. I was going to say, you certainly won't be regretting it tomorrow no, night. No regrets. Um, and so uh, that was, yeah, it was, I, I was sitting there in the third period, like, got to get tickets, got to get tickets, got to get tickets. <laughs> So I can't wait. It's going to be uh, – it's just – it's can't miss. Like you, I hope you go, You can go to a playoff hockey game this year because it's it's like nothing else. Okay. Sorry. I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to – I'd like to share my We could do the whole whole show about that. I think I could do an Avalanche podcast. Today. You absolutely could. That would be fun. And you ready for the Nuggets preview or, or hopefully uh, uh, after a win tomorrow? <sighs> the Nuggets are uh, scaring me a little. Yeah. I have to – I don't want to say it. No, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because no one else has. I unfortunately feel like the Nuggets are the Calgary Flames of the NBA playoffs. Mm, yep. Really deep. A lot of good players. Won a ton of games in the regular season. And just they're missing this thing that I could feel it when I see the Flames on the ice. And I feel the same thing when I see the Nuggets. I'm like, you're missing something. I don't know what it is, but there's an ingredient that isn't here right now. And I hope with all of my might that they find the ingredient because – I hope Mike Malone knows what it is or someone on that team knows what it is. I don't know what it is, but they are missing an ingredient right now. And I'm not saying they can't find it, but I, I, I'm I, the best I can do is just cross my fingers. The ingredient is someone taking over with the Avs. It's Nathan McKinnon. I mean, they, they have a full team performance, but he is he is taking over, not letting them lose. Nuggets, I can't point to that guy. Yeah, I can y- point to y- who it should be. Jokic just got to shoot the ball more. Just gotta, all right, I'm sorry. We're <laughs> go- but, uh, I mean, you make a great point. How did the Broncos win a Super Bowl? Von Miller. Von freaking Miller destroyed the whole entire, you know, the 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 gauntlet of quarterbacks they went up. They were no match for Von, and that's how yep. the Broncos won a championship. You're right. That's that's what they need. And the, and the Nuggets have almost too many candidates for a guy who could be that to know. All right, at least I got a little Broncos. <laughs> in um, the Broncos are uh, back on the field today. It's nice to see. It means we're getting closer. We're only uh, how, how far away from the draft? A week? Uh, it's nine days. Nine days away from the draft. Things are heating up over here. It's not quite as exciting as what's going on at the Pepsi Center, but <laughs> it's our job to talk about it. Um, did you see the whole thing with Chris yesterday? Mm, on the internet? Yes. There was a Reddit thread. Uh, shout out to our friends over at Broncos Reddit. Yep. Good people over there. But this one seems to have maybe gone a little astray. Hmm. The thread suggests, and if, if you want to pull it up, you can, but I think I can surmise it pretty well here. Uh, the thread suggests that a fan met Chris Harris and had him sign a couple items. I don't know if it was – it wasn't directly suggested that it was a signing where he was, like, sitting at a bookstore. Or I'm sure he wasn't. Um, but he met up with Chris somehow, had a signing – and 
Chris was extremely negative about everything Broncos. He said, hey, don't let LA push you around. And, and Chris responded like, oh, I won't. Don't worry. He said, um, I know we'll get it done. And he said, I don't know. They decided to pay Kareem Jackson instead. Um, the fan said, we're really excited about the season. And Chris you know, supposedly said, uh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> or I was the, the fans said we're excited about Vic Fangio and Chris supposedly said I don't know about all that. Mm. I mean it was just an all in all negative interaction that really could have put a spook in the spine of a Broncos fan that loves Chris Harris Jr. It made it to Twitter as the natural progression usually does, <laughs> and Chris categorically denied that this was possible that this was a, a true interaction. And I have to say, even from my end. I was like, okay, that's a sigh of relief. Because if it was true, Chris probably wouldn't have minded that being out there. You know, he's like, oh, put a little fear in the Broncos. But I don't think Chris had a motive to actively deny that. And he even went as far as to say, like, I don't have signings. I've never done a signing. (laughs) So I don't know what this guy's talking about. And that, that makes sense. I mean, I can't imagine if someone comes up to Chris on the street and asks for something to be signed, I'm sure he'll sign it. But then is he going to have, you know, a a three minute interview uh, breaking down how he's feeling to some random person? Ryan, probably, probably not. That's probably not going to happen. But I think what he would probably say is, yeah, we'll see. Right. And the first few things that you that 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 Chris, you know, didn't say but said, and that I believe, it, he's probably upset. He probably doesn't want to give all of the information and, and give all the power to the Broncos. Now, the one where I really pause and hesitate is one of Vic Fangio. Uh, how if you're if you're a defensive player, you're thrilled for this move. I, I would imagine so. Only um, if you think you're going to play for him, though. Hmm. If you're not, if you don't think you're going to play for him, then you you don't care about Vic Fangio. So let me just ask you this: put the numbers on it. Out of a hundred, what percent of you believes that Chris that this didn't happen at all? Believing Chris's statement, what percentage you believes it maybe happened? Hmm, didn't happen. Sixty-five percent. Okay, so that's a side. Thirty-five percent of you still believes that Chris might just be denying this just because it's a bad look. Once it gets on Twitter and everything, yeah, especially the just especially the part about Vic, and also in that thirty five percent is how much did this person tweak what what was said or what wasn't said? Fair enough. I would go eighty twenty. Okay, which is still kind of that's a big yeah. chunk on yeah, the other end. Of that. Um, I would hope that that it didn't happen if Chris denied it, and I've never really had a reason to believe Chris would lie. Um, but maybe. It was fabricated a little bit, and so Chris was just like, screw this. This is making me look bad. That's not right. the way it went. And so he was just like, I'm just going to deny it to just make sure that this isn't out there. If it did happen and he did deny it, that's kind of unfortunate because the guy who posted it on Twitter is getting just destroyed by people right now. Just like, how, could, how can you call yourself a journalist and post this? And, you know, you're trying to scare us. And, and it, all he was doing was, was sharing a, something Was else. it a journal? Oh, I see. Someone else took it. Yeah. Okay. So – Someone took a screenshot of gotcha. what was on Reddit gotcha. and posted okay. it on Twitter. Okay, that's where Chris denied it, and people yep. are going after the guy that posted it on Twitter. Yep. How could you post this? And really, he said he even used some supposed and a supposed interaction. <laughs> so, like, I think he, I don't think he did anything wrong. So then, my question, Ryan, is voluntary minicamp today? Voluntary being the keyword, 
and Chris isn't here. Now, it's not a surprise. We didn't expect Chris would show up for this, but this is the first time that the Broncos are on the field. It is a bigger deal than what they've been doing the past two weeks, but I also have to say it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> you know, the, the, the biggest thing why the Broncos, or why the Broncos are doing this is because they have a new head coach, and every team that has a new head coach gets one extra voluntary minicamp, but they have to do it before the draft. And it's so that the new coaching staff can evaluate the players they have before the draft. Now, do they get to fully evaluate these guys? No, but it is a nice little benefit from the league uh, to, to give Vic a chance to see his guys. You know why it's not a big deal? Chris isn't here. The Broncos know what they have in Chris. They don't need to see him on the field. They need to see if Isaac Yadam has taken a step up. They need to see if there's any shot uh, you know, Brendan Langley or Tim Patrick uh, can be a third, fourth, fifth wide receiver. That's what they're evaluating here. They're not evaluating Von Miller, Chris Harris Jr. No, and Chris's job is really the one that probably needs the least on-field work. His job is just stop the ball from getting to the receiver, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but what I'm saying is just like jogging around in the practice facility isn't going to help him do that job come September. And especially for someone like Chris Harris Jr., who is completely refined in his technique, who is a, a Pro Bowl caliber player and has been doing this long enough that it's probably even better for him to just not do it. And you're right, scheme. I mean, there, there's no Chris, – Chris will know and pick up the scheme fine enough. There's not that much communication. So we won't be looking back at Chris getting uh, you know, a touchdown – I'll knock on wood – but getting a touchdown thrown on him in week three and saying, it's because he missed that voluntary minicamp on, uh, on the week of April 15th. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> so I guess we just go, come back to the same thing, which is don't be worried until after the draft – um, and we've set a date on it before, but I'll ask you again. At what point do you start to worry? Mandatory minicamp, and that's the last thing that the Broncos have this offseason. It's the first week of June. If he's not signed by then or through then, start to worry. And unfortunately, you get to worry for six weeks of no football until training camp begins. That's when I think you should worry because then they've had over a month after the draft to negotiate something. And if it's not there by then, panic. Is there any incentive for Chris to skip the first two weeks of training camp? Hmm. That, that's when it's risky. I think. I agree. I think the incentive would be the mandatory minicamp. I mean, why would he sign before mandatory minicamp? If you're Chris and you're working out, you're staying in shape, uh, what, why would you rush back to work when, when you don't have to during that month of May when they're doing all the OTAs? Why would you do that? I mean, if you're a team guy and all that, but it, it being honest with yourself, Tom Brady missed the entire offseason program last year, I believe. He was fine. Yeah, he's more than fine. <laughs> um, I, I guess just because you want the, the deal done. And so you're just saying, like, let's – Let's do this, you know, like, let's get this done. And I want my money and I want to play and I want to be with the team. If you're getting antsy, I guess that's the reason. But I think um, Von Miller would tell you that missing two weeks of training camp would do nothing negative for him. (laughs) And I think Chris Harris Jr. probably believes the same thing. So is there a chance that Chris says, eh, you wanted to wait till after the draft? I kind of want to wait until after the first two weeks of training camp. And that's that's why I thought 
maybe Chris sits out OTAs is because he says, uh, you guys waited. I know this offer is going to be on the table in two more weeks, so I'm just going to wait, sign it, then you kind of just let Elway know. And John probably says, yeah, I understand. But I think if you, if they, let's say there's an offer out there a week after the draft, and it's one that Chris wants to take, and he misses mandatory minicamp, and then it's six weeks off. At what point does Chris get a little worried that the Broncos are just going to pull that offer? Is it when the first day of training camp starts? Is it a week after? And then what happens if Chris is trying to take a few days off of training camp because, as Derek Wolf said, training camp sucks? What happens if the offer's gone? That's, I just think it's a little too risky, whereas in OTAs, I don't think it's risky. I remember my grandpa, um, may he rest <laughs> in peace, always told me this. Uh, he used to get two weeks paid time off from his job. And every year he would only take one. Mm. And it would just accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and roll over. And, you know, by the end of it, he had he ended up getting paid a bunch into retirement because he – and I always asked him, why didn't you use the second week? And he said, if they can survive without you for two weeks, they can survive without you forever. <laughs> and I've never mm. forgotten that. Yeah. Much like most of the advice he gave me in, in my life. but Some good wise grandpa advice. It's true. Like two weeks is plenty of time to figure out – a system right you know that's why you get two weeks notice right like yep. you just need two weeks to figure out how to, to how to move on now <laughs> it's a little different with chris harris jr but let's say they do get out there in training camp and isaac adam is balling yep and the slot is completely fine with bryce callahan and and cream jackson playing well too and they just think hmm, this is this cap space could be useful for us it's a possibility mm, it makes me think ryan how much are they looking at isaac adam this week now I'm I'm under the belief that it, this week is meant to be evaluation, and of course they evaluate everything. But can you really know if Isaac Yadam can be the third corner this week in practice and if you don't need to address cornerback or if you do need to address cornerback? I, I have a hard time thinking that they can base their draft evaluation on these three days. Now, with other positions where a guy probably isn't going to make the roster. Yeah, you can probably confirm that this week. You can confirm that Von Miller's good. I don't know if you can make really huge, rash decisions based off uh, practices that are going to be inside. No, you can't do anything. I mean, really, you couldn't – you would never feel comfortable until it's week one. And even then, you're still shaking in your boots a little bit that you did the right thing um, because you just lost the second-best player on your team full stop so you're never going to feel completely comfortable about it but i mean like i said two weeks of training camp isaac's just balling out he looks lean mean he's breaking up passes from flacco to sutton all day <laughs> all of a sudden you know you you could make the broncos at least be in a position of power where they come back and say all right we'll give you 10 million a year take it or leave it who has the power right now chris does in my opinion um, now, John has very, I think, strategically earned himself some power by signing Kareem Jackson and Bryce mm -hmm. Callahan. He at least can he can wave, you know, the the guys of we got two guys, man. Like we don't have to pay you 15 million a year. Yeah. Uh, before that, before signing those two guys, I mean, it was if you lost Chris, Isaac Adam was your number one corner. He had all the power. Mm -hmm. He could ask for 20 million a year. <laughs> yep. So, I think 
that it's the the race has been evened, but I still think Chris holds the power. All right, before we move on here to some of your lovely questions, I want to tell you about Strava Craft Coffee. Strava is the CBD-enriched coffee that's really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so check them out, and you'll see. The CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety, which you might need during the playoffs. You name it. <laughs> CBD is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, and the coffee is rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and they'll ship it straight to your door. Ryan, first question coming in from your guy, golf guy, chiming in. He says, first time, long time, golf take. Before transferring to the University of Nevada for golf, I played in Arizona and agree with Ryan that it is enjoyable to play golf in the 110-degree heat. Would rather play in that than the 40 to 50 degrees any day. Also, your take on Tiger is fire. With three fire emojis, Ryan, this this. This golf guy is your guy. Yeah, I, I almost want to read the the, uh, the comment again just, <laughs> just to absorb that. That was great. He says, Broncos now. What do you guys think would be the two most different first-round pick combinations? Also, which one of your two of you two would you rather prefer? Example, White or Bush, best player available or defensive line? I'm a little confused. I Oh, okay. Which one of these would you prefer? Devin White or uh, Devin Bush? So one of those two guys. Or best player available, which he is suggesting is defensive line. Uh, there are so many oars in there. <laughs> I started getting lost. It's like, uh, you know, without a paddle. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> um, I would always prefer Devin White. He's my number one. Other than Dwayne Haskins, if he's there, then I think you should take Dwayne Haskins. Um, but I think if Devin White is there, he's also the BPA. And I just feel like Devin White would be the Broncos' number one right now. Not – yes, yeah, I'll stick with that. So I think that's that's what they would want. And also, it's hard to pass up on him. Yeah, I agree. Okay, the other situation here, he says – would you prefer one, Locker Haskins, or two, the BPA being a corner? Easy, 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 yeah. easy. <laughs> Neither of us <laughs> want them to take a corner because we know that we're going to lose our favorite quote if that happens. <laughs> uh, and also, we also we think they should take a quarterback. Um, just circling back around to golf guy, I think him and I should play golf in Arizona. Mm. Um, he may beat you. He plays he's golf He's definitely going to beat me if he played a, a <laughs> Division One golf. That is impressive. But I'm so I'm I'm glad he's on board with me too because I love golf. Zach called it um, a couple weeks ago. I was like, I got invited to play golf. I just don't know if I can make it happen. He's like, You're going, <laughs> you're going to play golf. I know you are, which and is you did. true. I rarely turn down a game of golf, but I don't like playing in the cold. It, mm. it kills the fun for me. So like on Sunday, just after Tiger won the Masters, I was <laughs> fired up about golf. But it was like 59 degrees. My buddy mm. asked me if I wanted to go play, and it was going to be like an, an afternoon round, so it was going to end when the sun was kind of going down, yeah. and I was like, I don't. Wow. I don't, don't want to play in the cold. Oh, so you're more of a temperature guy than a golf guy, I see. I'm a fair-weather <laughs> activity doer. So is this, a, is this a, a good temperature in here? Not really. It's a <laughs> bit hot for me. 
as the machines are overworking themselves. I can't believe I wore jeans today. I really, <laughs> I really was trying to not wear jeans anymore. And tomorrow it is, I think the high is 59, your favorite. It's going to be jeans again. 59 <laughs> is a terrible temperature. Yeah. 60, you feel like there's hope for exactly. warmth. You're like, oh, the sun's directly on me. <laughs> 59, you're like, nope, still going to be chilly. Yep, I'm hosed. Uh, moving on here from Mr. Freeze. He says, being at pick 10 might be my least favorite spot the Broncos have been in in a long time. There just doesn't seem to be much value there this year. Every mock draft is different, but they all seem to agree that the top talent guys or can't miss guys are going to be gone, even with three quarterbacks taken before 10. I wish there was a scenario like last year with the possibility of trading back for two first-rounders was in play. The Packers have two first-rounders, but would they really give up two first-rounders to move up two spots? Probably not. No way. Um, the only real prospect is the Raiders, and let's be honest, that's never happening. I just can't get excited about this year's draft right now. Maybe the day the draft comes, some guys get taken higher than predicted and someone falls that excites me. The Broncos are just in that weird spot this year, this year where I want them to trade back and get some value. Something weird is going to happen in this draft, whether it's someone being taken, someone not being taken. Now, Mr. Freeze, I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree because there is a scenario where the Broncos, they don't even reach for someone. They just get a not very sexy guy. Maybe they get the best offensive lineman. And that's not a, a sexy pick. That's not something you're going to like to see. Um, and, you know, Andre Dillard. Or something that's that's not going to be a name that excites many people and then it also raises other questions about the rest of the offensive line um there could be uh, let's say they get tillery at 10 i know that would pump you up but no one's talked about him as as one of the elite guys in this draft so that wouldn't excite people but i think in order for that to happen and at least not not for that to happen but for for no exciting players to be on the board at 10 I don't see that happening. I see something weird happening. I see the the Redskins trading up to nine and drafting Daniel Jones, and then that pushes <sighs> and that pushes Ed Oliver, Quinnen Williams, not really, but Devin White. That pushes them to ten. I do see one of these players being there at ten. Now, do the Broncos pick them or not? I don't know. For a team with a name like Redskins, Daniel Jones is the oh perfect white gosh. bread pick for them. <laughs> Nothing, nothing spicy about him. Nope. <laughs> uh, he goes on, says, I make ramen noodles three different ways. Oh, my which, gosh. Which, like, that sounds like a dish you could get at a nice restaurant. Ramen three ways. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he goes on, if I want soupy ramen, I leave the water in after cooking and add the flavor packet, which is the only way I've ever eaten ramen, for what it's worth. <laughs> if I just want the noodles, I drain the water and add the packet after. That sounds actually good, like. Yeah. Put that on a plate. Yeah. Maybe like some chicken on there. Yeah. Oh. I know, right? For 19 cents. Third way. This is where it gets good. Third way I learned from a friend who spent a lot of time behind bars. <laughs> In jail, they make a burrito with ramen noodles, Doritos, and a slice of cheese. What? If you haven't ever had one, I implore you to Google it and try it out. It's my go-to hangover food. Ex Why didn't you tell me this four <laughs> hours ago? <laughs> Explain this to me. I'm going to give you my best guess. Yeah, please do. Is there a tortilla involved? I don't think so. Mm. Well, oh, that would make more sense. <laughs> I was thinking maybe the noodles become the the wrap. Are they and cooked you, or not? Yeah, they're cooked. Okay. They're like slightly cooked. Okay. So they're just flexy a little bit. <laughs> and you roll the noodles. That would sound like a jail thing where the noodles aren't fully cooked. You like cook it in the bag. Yep. 
and then you kind of roll the noodles around. No, it's got to have it's got to have a, a tortilla. It's the only way it's working. Interesting. Can you, can you Google it for me and see? Uh, what do you look jail up? Jail ramen burrito. <laughs> I'll look it up. <laughs> we'll see. I guess sometimes it pays to have friends in low places. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, he says, can we talk about how Max Kellerman was blowing up the set of first take with very audible farts today <laughs> and even tried to cover one up with an awkward fart, with an awkward laugh. Cough. Wow. We can't talk about that because <laughs> I have no idea what you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, I honestly did not see that at all. I'm sure that went viral. I don't know how I missed it. I, I guess I was too locked into Av's playoff Twitter. Ryan, it is a real burrito. And it looks like something you'd get at Taco Bell. Give me a look. Oh, that what looks do you good. Think? Yeah, doesn't it? It looks like a, it looks just, yeah, it looks like a Taco Bell burrito. You know, something that just always is extremely appetizing to me, and it's not even in there, but it kind of reminded me of it. Rice that isn't white. Mm. Like, if, like the rice is like yellow or it kind of has that Mexican <laughs> right. rice, like yep. red color. Yeah. Yep. It always looks amazing to me. It's There's never a time where I see that and I'm like, wow, that, that looks fantastic. It's got some corn chunks and other things thrown in. Yeah, there's something about just like like paella. Yeah, it can never not look amazing to me. <laughs> and in the burrito, the ramen looks like rice. Yeah, exactly. That's yep. that was what I was saying. Is it kind of has that like reddish, yep, brown color to it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try it. I always say, well, I mean, oh, once I'll I'm off it. keto, yeah. it's kind of a bomb of carbs you got. Going once you're on in jail. Oh, yeah. There we go. I guess you probably can't be keto in jail. (laughs) From Minnesota, Paul. Hey, dudes. Would love the idea of Russ coming to Denver. My true thoughts and concerns are around him landing in Oakland. They have three first-round picks this year to use in trading. Is this enough to move Russ to Oakland or at least a good start? I think Russell Wilson and Antonio Brown would make for a terrifying offense. They would have, but you don't have to worry about that. $140 million put that idea away. Did you see the stupid video he posted? No, I saw he posted one, but I didn't see what. Tell me. Bro, it's so whack. <laughs> it's is, like, is he running down the halls screaming? No, or something? no, oh. it's him and Sierra. Okay. Sierra. Sure. Yeah. Sierra. In bed. Hmm. At one in the morning or whenever they sign the contract, and talking like in like pillow talk voices. Oh no! And it is so no, no, uncomfortable, no, no. Zach. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, Seattle." We got it done. Oh, no. I'm going to be here. Time to go to bed, though. <laughs> She's like, oh, we finally get to go to sleep. Oh. He's like, <laughs> and it's just like, what are you doing? That's awful. Could you imagine Peyton doing that? No, because Peyton <laughs> isn't weird. That's so uncomfortable. And now I can't watch a video. It's, you you got to watch it. No. It's so bad. In fact, our, our friends over at Altitude uh, Radio did something hilarious, which is they put some like Al Green underneath it. Oh, my god! Some gosh. like slow, smooth uh, <laughs> R&B, mm-hmm. just the beat. And like it, it fits so perfectly, but oh it's so cringy and awkward. And I'm just like, maybe we didn't want Russell Wilson all along. Maybe. It's kind of how I feel about Kirk Cousins. Exactly. Remember, I was all in on Kirk Cousins, and he started doing all this corny stuff, and I'm like, at the last second, eh, go away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the weird. It was so uncomfortable. That- just wait until the morning, or just send a tweet. You don't need a video. Send Seattle. We did it. We got a deal done. Can't <laughs> right. wait to be here for the next four years or right. whatever. Just now, I'm off to bed. It can yeah. say probably the exact same thing. Just don't do the video. No, in the dark. With the, f- the phone illuminating your face, <laughs> under the covers. It's whack, man. Just whack. 
Anyways, <clears throat> he goes, uh, Minnesota Paul says, I have another question that's been eating at me for a while. Mm, eating. <laughs> he says, with at least two tight ends projected to go in the first round, how can we ensure the Patriots don't have a chance to draft a top-tier tight yeah. end? My thought is that the Broncos should draft as many top tight ends as they can. This way we can send them to our own injured reserve rather than watch them break <laughs> records on our defense. Sorry, my questions are mostly regarding teams other than the Broncos. The BSN boys have answered all of my questions regarding the number 10 pick. Because of your coverage, I have reason to be excited about every potential scenario next Thursday. I'm going to put in parentheses, except for possibly drafting Daniel Jones. <laughs> Can't wait to see it unfold. Man, how about that? Back-to-back comments. Mr. Freeze says he's uh, never been less excited. excited. And then Minnesota Paul saying because of us, he's never been more excited. I'm uh, a bigger fan of Minnesota Paul in this situation. Mm. Um, you can't ensure that the Patriots aren't going to get Noah Fant, and that should scare everyone. <sighs> yeah, especially with tight end. That's when you look at positions that could slip. People really like Noah Fant, but a tight end, a second tight end, it's kind of like inside linebacker. Is Devin Bush going to go at eight to the Lions, or is he going to be there at 19? I, I don't know. You know. I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if he falls. Yeah, even he though be there in the second round, there's a chance. Yeah. That'd be wild. It would. Yeah, it's it's not uh, – It's there's no comfort in the thought that the, that Noah Fant uh, could go to the Patriots. No. Or Hawkinson. Hawkinson would no. be an, even a bigger nightmare because he's kind of a do-it-all guy who could really – I mean, that's what Gronk was. People don't give Gronk enough credit for his blocking, but he's so big, all he had to do was get in the way of people. And it would happen instantly. The, the Patriots would get a stud instantly. He'd become Tom Brady's best friend instantly. I'm pretty sure Hawkinson doesn't wear gloves, hmm. which is just so dope. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true, but I, I'm pretty sure I've seen highlights of him not wearing gloves. And that just seems so like he would fit perfectly. That seems like such a Patriot way. Yep. Like, no, we don't need all this extra stuff. We just put in the work. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Next one coming in from Trade from Rosen. Ryan, this is catching on. I make ramen two different ways. The quick, lazy, easy way is microwave, then drain water and add the packet. Add some garlic salt and slap ya mama seasoning for a little kick. Never heard of slap ya mama. It sounds good if it has a kick. It says fancier. Okay. I fried two eggs over hard cooked. No, two eggs over hard. But two eggs over hard. Cook three strips of bacon, chop both up finely, then boil the water, add noodles, drain the water, Add the packet, egg, bacon, and a tablespoon of soy sauce, and some Creole seasoning. Holy cow. Creole. Creole. Yeah, Creole. Yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> Creole. Creole seasoning. <laughs> Dude, that's what you call a place that sells Cajun burritos. It's like Chipotle. Oh, my Creole. gosh. There we go. Creole. And apparently you could make a, a Creole prison Burrito. Burrito. <laughs> yeah, you could. That sounds fantastic, Trade for Rosen. He's I like how we just like if we just mention a food. Yeah. Any food. It gets talked about for like three weeks. You better not just rattle off ten foods right now. That'll be dangerous for our <laughs> comments. <laughs> I want to see what kind of comments you guys can leave about plums. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. That's you know you know they're gonna live up to it. Plum I can't believe it. I'm gonna start talking about plums oh right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow. I'm just I was just want to say plum has an extremely wide range in the sense where a plum can be terrible and a plum can be amazing, but it's the same food. It just it, you really got to get the timing right on a plum. I like when the outside's a little sour 
and then you know the, the inside's not too soft but then if it gets too soft it's like too sweet plums are that's a that's a fine line you're walking there with a the plum how often do you eat plums <laughs> i don't i i can't take the risk yeah i couldn't tell you the last it's a time high risk one. proposition to buy a plum it's like when there's a fruit bowl and everything else is gone and you're like oh sure i'll have the plum i kind of want a plum right now <laughs> when i was a kid i like od'd on fruit <laughs> all i wanted to eat was fruit yep kiwis plums cantaloupe anything like if you put it in front of me just i'll crush it <laughs> and i did back then i ate a lot of plums crush the plums um now you're wearing nectarines another mm, great fruit nectarines are good fruit what were you saying i was gonna say now you're wearing a plum shirt plum color shirt no i think this is more on the red spectrum oh. than the purple spectrum oh wow okay. just my personal opinion okay. that's why it has accented blue it's purple and blue don't really accent each other but red and purple red and blue. <laughs> it's a good looking shirt regardless thanks thanks <laughs> so abs colors <laughs> i love it he goes on to say if you can get rust do whatever it takes but Skip now it. i'm deathly afraid Skip of it. him in oakland <laughs> who is one player each of you thought would be a star that turned out to be a bust or non-factor Personally, I was pounding the table for uh, Dante. Dante Foreman. I think he was drafted by the Texans, right? Yes. He was, I thought From he was Texas, be dope too. Who actually ended the year with seven carries, negative one yard in 2018. But to be fair, what did Carlos Henderson or DeMarcus, DeMarcus Walker do Denver's picks before and after Foreman? Thanks, and keep up the great work. He was killing it in his rookie year, and he tore his ACL. So I give him a, a break for that. Who was your guy? That you you just were all about that ended up being a bust. I mean, I know I know one for you that I can say. Say it, Reuben Foster. Hmm. But I also thought Reuben Foster was going to be dope. And here's the thing, though, I get a little out with Reuben Foster because my whole thing was great football player. I don't know. It, you have to evaluate him medically and off the field. And apparently, the Broncos did a good job of that. The 49ers did not. Someone on the field, <sighs> Paxton Lynch draft. I wanted them. Robert Kemdiche in- in- yep, was yep. on the board. That's who I wanted the Broncos to get. Now, would have been better than Paxton, but not. He was he was supposed to be you know a top ten talent that the Broncos could get in the twenties, and they could have got him there. He just wasn't the top ten talent. I'm starting to realize that none of those ever work out. Shane Ray, top ten talent, right. didn't work out. Bradley Roby, top ten talent, yep. didn't work out. Yep. Kemdiche, top ten talent, didn't work out. Maybe there's a reason that they don't go in the top ten. Exactly. <laughs> Um, trying to think one for me that like on a large scale, that's not just a Broncos one. Rosen has a lot to prove. I was really high on Rosen, but I'm I think not he's going sh- to do it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not down on us with that yet. You uh, got to give him a, a system coaches, an offensive line. Most yeah. importantly. Yeah. And, and uh, another year or two. I thought Carlos Anderson was going to be really dope. Mm, I thought so too. Although I did have some doubts after talking to him for the first time. I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, from Christian C. I bet you guys that I've witnessed the weirdest way to eat ramen. <laughs> Can he beat jail ramen? It's big, it's tall task. <laughs> it's going to be tough. He says, recently I took a small trip to the island of Pompeii, which is not to be confused with Pompeii, mm, I believe. Okay, okay. And they eat their instant ramen noodles with a Kool-Aid packet sprinkled <laughs> on top. <laughs> they swear that it's good, but I wasn't willing to try it. What do you mean? What? You gotta try it. You're in Pompeii and you wouldn't try it? Jeez, you gotta you gotta pay <laughs> up. You gotta do it for us. <laughs> you gotta be a pawn in the scheme. So now you have to go back and try it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> gonna have to I'm gonna need you to go back. Um 
I guess I would, I would have a bite. I can almost guarantee I would not like that. I don't know. It's just a different way to deliver a very sweet Kool-Aid sugar sauce. I mean, the, the ramens probably don't taste like anything. It just gives it a sweet crunch. I guess, have you had like noodle pudding? No. It's just like sweet noodles. Like it's like sweet stuff with noodles. Okay, like a so sweet I, spaghetti. Like a no, elf no. spaghetti. Don't think of it like that. Think of it more as like a dessert. Like rice pudding. Okay. With just noodles instead. Okay, okay. I think now that I'm thinking about it, it could be okay. I just, I'm not a fan of like that fake sugary taste. Right, yeah. So Which is what it would be. You know, I'll try it. I think it might also need the other packet. <laughs> oh, no. That's where you turned me off. <laughs> he goes on anyway on to football with that with the sad expected news that Russell Wilson has signed with the Seahawks. I'm glad we've reached this point in the comments. Where that's already happened. It got me thinking. Ryan said he would have offered anything and anyone on the Broncos for Wilson. What would you offer for the first pick in order to draft Kyler Murray? Would you still give up Vaughn, Chris, multiple first and multiple seconds? Would you offer more? Is there anything you would not be willing to give up? I know this is a pipe dream, but I'm just curious what you guys think. Fantastic question, Christian C. What do you think? To to the biggest Kyler guy out there. You're kind of putting me on the ropes here. Yeah. I would not give up as much. Mm. It's not proven. Right. He's not proven. And and you would be blind to say there's no chance that something doesn't go wrong for him. Injuries could be an issue for him. You know, that's the one thing that I've said, like, you can't predict injuries, so I'm not going to knock him because of injuries. Um, he's It's never been an issue for him before. Russell Wilson, he's had a few injuries here and there. The dude is a baller. He's been to two Super Bowls. That is worth a lot to me. He's won one Super Bowl. That is worth a lot to me. It should so mean a lot factor. to you. Um, <laughs> I would not give up that much. What I would give up is everything but von miller hmm i'd give up this year's first next year's first chris harris to get number one yeah but i mean again we're talking in a pipe dream world where the broncos actually want kyler murray right yeah and that's not so crazy uh would you give up the russell wilson package for trevor lawrence this year he's in the draft nope no it's i gotta see something before i'm selling the whole farm and there's a big there's a big difference in my mind between Trevor Lawrence and Kyler Murray, where I think you consider it. I don't consider that at all for for Kyler. I'm more of a skeptic. I know you are. I think there's a very good chance Kyler Murray ends up having a better career than Trevor Lawrence. There we go. I love it. But either, I would do the same package for both guys. Two first round picks, three first round picks if you want. I mean, once you have your quarterback, the picks don't matter. Um, but I just I, I don't think I can give up. The defense. You're giving up the defense. You're saying our defense isn't elite anymore. Yep. And that's – you got to know for sure that your offense is now elite to yep. do that. Exactly. And I don't think John Elway likes that thought process in <laughs> the first place. He does not. <laughs> All right. He says, finally, I have a hot take that I think you guys are going to hate. <laughs> Heck, yes. I love hating <laughs> takes. I think that Will Greer will end up being the second best quarterback taken out of this draft behind Kyler, obviously. Yep. You're – you, you're right. I hate it. <laughs> I would rather have the combo of Devin White and Will Greer than Dwayne Haskins and Jerry Tillery. Whoa. Will Greer seems to have the Baker Mayfield clutch gene. I would be excited if we got him in this draft. Yeah, I'm not as down on Will Greer as you are. I just don't like where you'd have to pick him and what that means. I, He's not a first-round quarterback. 
So what are you doing getting a second-round quarterback? It, it doesn't make sense. He has a noodle arm. <laughs> he's, he, he's Case Keenum. He can be Case Keenum in the NFL. Maybe a little better. Maybe a better Case Keenum. So he can flash? Yeah, like he's going to make plays. He compl- he, he's very accurate. So he's going to complete passes. So then the Chargers have been a big team rumored and connected with him. You would love that as a Broncos guy. Oh, my God, yes. Yep. If that's their quarterback of the future, <laughs> throw a party because you don't have the worst quarterback in the division anymore. Yep. Uh, it's not again. I don't. It's not that I think he sucks because he was a really good uh, college player. I actually remember saying I think on this podcast I think I'm gonna fall in love with Will Greer after watching a game. Yep. And then I just watched more and I was like, nope. And and the Senior Bowl was truly the ultimate red flag. I think that's what I said. I said I think there's a chance I could fall in love with Will Greer at the Senior Bowl. The opposite happened. Yeah. It was whatever the opposite of love at first sight is. It was hate <laughs> at first sight. It's just, his arm was just flopping around out there. Hate it. Hate after a seven-minute soak. Seven. All, it's all it took. <laughs> it's all it took. Um, anyways, I don't think he has the Baker Mayfield clutch gene either. Baker Mayfield got his team all the way to the, to the uh, college football playoff. Yeah, I don't think he has that either. Next one coming in from Jeff. Is it Manet? Yeah. He says, hey, guys, if a team in the 20s offers their first for Chris Harris Jr., does John say no? I'm not one who loves the idea of Chris leaving, but drafting his replacement in the 20s and avoiding that contract sounds right up Elway's alley. Now switching gears, what do you think would be the biggest surprise of next week's first round? Cheers. Let's start with the Broncos. Would he take a first round for him? It makes sense. You get Devin White at ten and Byron Murphy at twenty. That feel like you walk out of there feeling pretty good. And then you also get a, a player at forty one. And Byron Murphy gives me Chris Harris Jr. vibes. I think the Broncos would do that. A first round pick would do it, even in the twenties. That would do it. People are gonna hate that. Byron Mur- like if it's Byron Murphy, he comes in with gigantic shoes to fill. When really it would be Callahan who's filling the Chris Harris Jr. role. Right. Everyone's going to compare Byron Murphy to Chris Harris Jr.'s whole career. Exactly. Yep. A lot of pressure. Yep. First round pick, though, that's hard to pass up on. Would you do it if you are, let's just say Pittsburgh needs a corner? Yeah. Where are they, 20? Absolutely. Could be a win-win. And I say absolutely because that's just what John would do. I mean, you save $13 million per year, they would do it. And they already have his replacement, like you said. Ah, uh, risky. It's a real roll of dice, but it will save you millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. From OJF, shame about Wilson, though I don't think he was ever leaving, to be honest, nor do I think Elway would have gone all out for him. Anyway, who is a less real person, Carmen Policy or Don Barclay? No. Both are entirely <laughs> made up, in my opinion. Yeah, well, less of a real person would have to be Carmen Policy because that's, it's like you said, it's, it's a policy. It's a doctrine. It's it's not a person. Where Don Barkley is a character. Don Barkley is the star of the latest Grand Theft Auto game. <laughs> exactly. And Don, if you're walking the halls right outside this room, feel free to come in and prove that you're a real person. We'll wait. Come in. Not out there. Um. Yeah, Carmen policy is actually just a thing that happens during war. We will get to see Don Barkley today we're gonna have our eyes out for for old donnie barclay (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, before we get to seeing Donnie Barclay and before we get to the rest of the questions, I want to tell you about House Lift Colorado. Are you thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition? How do you ensure you'll maximize your profit? If your house is in need of an upgrade, House Lift can assist in eliminating all of the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends that buyers most desire. And get this, zero upfront cost from you, the homeowner. That's right. You won't pay for any of the upfront costs of the remodel until your house closes. Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the design, all while managing this cost. Uh, here's what you need to do. Head to their website or their Facebook page, houseliftcolorado.com or just houseliftcolorado, and check out the incredible remodels that they've done for homeowners in the metro area. In past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from fifteen to 60000 more value in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today and find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh, yeah. And if you hire one of their preferred realtors, they'll sell your house without charging a listing commission. I feel like that's a tr there's nothing bad about that deal. <laughs> Certainly not. Wish I had a house to lift. <laughs> <laughs> Can they help me get my apartment for cheaper? So I'll, I'll hit them up. Uh, from Threat Level Midnight. Ryan, you were referring to the Illuminati. That's what I was mm. looking for. Thank you. And the conspiracy theories of the airport and tunnels are semi-interesting. Partly scary, but mostly crazy. Completely right on all accounts. I like that DI has leaned into it. Oh, yeah. Where they had, like, all the remodeling stuff said, like, like we'll be back in business soon. We're building an Illuminati headquarters. Yeah. And like, <laughs> Then they had, did you see the talking gargoyle? No. Uh, one of my buddies works for an advertising firm, and I forgot, I guess they were advertising GIA. Okay. Uh, and they brought in a gargoyle that just looked like a regular gargoyle then when people walked by it would like talk oh man talk that's them. amazing <laughs> it's <was> pretty hilarious <laughs> but it scared a lot of people i i'm it definitely <laughs> did um <clears throat> the illuminati i can't believe i couldn't think of that <laughs> he says i haven't had ramen i too haven't had ramen since my freshman year of 2010 that was also my freshman year uh but when i did well that was my senior year I guess it was probably still the year 2010. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but when I did, I started to boil the water, put in the plastic noodles, and before they softened up, put the seasoning on them so that it stirs in with the noodles. Makes sense. As far as football goes, I have to disagree with you, the two of you, about Wilson and selling the farm for him. We've seen too many times that once you pay a QB big-time money with practically none left for your other playmakers, they fail to lead to the Super Bowl or even make deep playoff pushes. With Wilson signing the $140 million four-year deal, that puts him in salary cap hell for the next four years, and I doubt they go far. Tom Brady, for example, has given up over $60 million in his career to allow the Patriots to bring in and extend playmakers. It should be criminal. That The Tom Brady thing should not be allowed. It's, it's insane just how much that's helped them and how ridiculous it is. Or other players should realize this. Look, I'm all for getting all your money. What's the difference between 140 million and 120 million? I agree. <clears throat> I mean, I can I completely agree. Enough, it's enough to change 40 people's lives forever. The difference there, mm -hmm. but if you're Russell Wilson, do you need the extra 20 million, or does the extra 20 million help you in your quality of life more to ha the, have the team you're on win football games? Yeah, no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't affect it. But the thing with Tom is Giselle. She's worth more than him. Yeah. She, so that yeah. that's kind of yeah, unless hey Russell has Sierra. I mean not not necessarily Giselle. 
uh, status in terms of that, but he, he's got someone to help out pay the bills. It's very true. <laughs> I think that's the key. Sign quarterbacks with rich wives. <laughs> very rich wives. You can even like introduce them early in the process. <laughs> like, let's say you know that, uh, I don't know, let's say like Ben Roethlisberger. It's a terrible yeah, example. Yeah. Let me think of a better one. <laughs> let's say you really want Jared Goff. Okay. And you know he's coming a free agent. Yep. At a gathering, let's say like it's like the Met Gala or something, <laughs> a thing that maybe John Elway would go to, you just introduce him to Beyonce. <laughs> and you're like, hey, have you guys met before? Oh, you should meet Jared. He's a great guy here. You hope they get together. Then you, then you pitch him the contract, and you don't have to pay as much. And then also on top of Sorry, that, Jay-Z. you also get to say, uh, come on, I introduced you to Beyonce. you got to take the haircut for me now. Seriously. <laughs> I, I like this idea. I do, too. I'm going to pitch that to John Elliott <laughs> next time I see him. He says, Joe Flacco, Big Ben, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, and likely Russell Wilson are all prime examples of giving away too much for a quarterback. I think the key is, like with the rest of football, balance. And Russell Wilson's already been an example of that once. Yes, exactly. I still don't like – I mean, it's just more fun when you have a quarterback. <laughs> Even if you don't win Super Bowls, at least you have a chance. They, they, you're making the playoffs. You're in, unless you're Aaron Rodgers, you're not that good, so you're not making plays. But, it, I mean, Russell Wilson, look what he did. Lay off A-Rod. <laughs> Next one coming in from Tyler Williams. He says, what do you think the reaction would have been if Haskins wore a number seven Broncos jersey to his interview, but the back says Haskins instead of Elway? Even better. Yep, and Bucking Broncos agrees with you, chimes in and says, power move. Love it. Yeah, I already thought the first one was a power move. That is a... <laughs> insane power move now do you tell john like he's he sees that you shake hands he's like man love the jersey do you flip around and point or do you just he doesn't see it until you're walking out of the room <laughs> after he's already loved it he he's like oh that was dope like i get it i like this and then they have a great interview he's like i kind of like this kid yeah and then as he's walking <laughs> out he goes oh my god he put haskins on the back of my jersey that would be good that would be good now, if you blow the interview, <laughs> now he has like a personal vendetta against you. Oh, yeah. You better not better not mess it up. Calling some serious blitz packages when you're <laughs> on the field. All right, from Tokyo Bronco. Hey, Ryan and Zach. A world tour for you two would be fun during next year's offseason. Let me know if you guys come to Japan. Oh, <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> if you guys can um, house us, yep. I think we could figure out the rest. Hey, there we go. <laughs> we're like doing – we're like – we're at BSM Broncos podcast live from Tokyo, and people are like, "Oh, are you at like a landmark?" We're like, "No, we're just in the guy's house. He let us stay here. It's Tokyo Bronco." <laughs> exactly. Um, Mr. Freeze is letting us stay here. Yeah, exactly. Um, he says, "I don't eat instant ramen much, but here in Japan they have a museum dedicated to ramen noodles." Oh my gosh! Of course they do. Towards the end of the tour, they have a world map with unique packets of ramen from all over the world. And places over the country it comes from. That's awesome. I used to live in Denver a few back, a few years back, and I remember a place in Loha called Uncle that made some of the only ramen in Colorado that could hold up to traditional Japanese standards. Worth a try. <laughs> Thanks for being so awesome, you two. <laughs> I have to realize that when I listen to podcasts, I sometimes get busy doing something else and just miss something. Right. But we did talk about Uncle for a solid <laughs> five minutes yesterday. And Ryan gave it that exact vote of confidence. So good. They also have, um, you know, like pork belly buns? Yep. 
they have that, but with soft shell crab. Oh my gosh! It's Holy cow! To die for. So you do that with the ramen? Yep. Oh my gosh! It. I mean, like my girlfriend isn't the biggest on trying crazy things like that. Yep. Got her to try it. Now she's an addict. <laughs> what did you do? I created a monster. <laughs> is what I did. It's. Oh god! I think I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go get lunch after was, this viewing period. I was going to say, it makes sense. This is actually lunchtime. It is, for once. Uh, from Bleed Orange Blue, RK, I agree with you on Augusta being the top of the bucket lists. I grew up in Monterey, California, right next to Pebble Beach, where the U.S. Open will be played this year. I got the opportunity to play Cypress Point twice in high school. That's awesome. Uh, they were the best days of high school for me. I currently live in Arizona. If you ever need a player to round up your foursome, don't ha- hesitate to ask. <laughs> oh, I want to be in Arizona right now. <laughs> Food take this week. I had the Cinnamon Life cereal. It's good, but not filling. I had to refill my bowl to become satisfied. That's okay. Did you put new cereal on the old milk or finish the milk <laughs> and then do a whole new bowl? I do new cereal. Or I do same milk. You're a same milk guy. Yeah. I'm a new milk guy. Yeah. I like that. He says, Bronco's question. How is Philip Lindsay's wrists? Any setbacks? Had to ask for all the Lindsay lunatics. <laughs> so far, no setbacks, but we won't see him on the field this week. Yep. Um, by the way, I remembered the name of the golf course that I got to play. That oh, was yes, exclusive. yeah. It's called Bally Neal. Wow, it sounds exclusive. They want it to be like um, like old Scotland. Okay. So there's no places on the course that show you how far it is to the hole. Mm. There's no trash cans on the course. Mm. There are no outhouses on the course. Mm. It's just like... The only foreign objects out there are a hole and a flag. That's something else. It's pretty cool. How far away is that? Uh, really, really far. I bet. <laughs> like further than I knew you could drive and still be in Colorado. <laughs> I believe the town is called Holyoke. Holyoke. Okay. Holyoke. Okay. You and there's like one turn. It doesn't look like a real turn. You like drive <laughs> down a dirt road, and then all of a sudden you're at this beautiful resort. Wow. Not, I guess a resort is is a uh, too much, but they do have like you can stay there for like three days. Man, and play. sounds like a dream. It's pretty cool. It is a really cool place. I bet you we have a listener who lives there. I'm sure. So, um, what if we did a BSN Broncos golf tournament? I'd love that. And everyone flew in. Right before the fantasy draft. There we go. There we go. We're taking it to the next (laughs) level this year. Fantasy draft on a Saturday, Friday night, Friday day, we do the BSN Open. Mm. We all play a round of golf, have some serious cold snacks, (laughs) have dinner at one of our partners, Denver Milk Market. Yep. And then Saturday, we have the draft. It's going to happen. You're speaking we're, it into existence. We're counting on you, uh, Burrito Brad. <laughs> Come through for us. He lives in Arizona, too. All right, from Shaggy McLovin Third. Hey, guys, so because anything can happen in the NFL, I was wondering what the top ten might look like if the Cardinals are happy with Rosen and pass on Kyler and pick someone else, and the Raiders also pass because they like Carr. Trades, trades are allowed, and by the way, I don't believe QBs drop. It's said each year that some will drop, and they almost never do. I think all will be gone. By pick eight, all three, not every quarterback in the draft. I was talking about this with someone yesterday. What if Rosen is the guy? How much does that mess up everyone's draft and mess up every mock draft? It would be one of the smoke screens of all time because there's not a mocker out there that isn't putting uh, Kyler number one right now. And what would be the point of the Cardinals not picking Kyler but picking someone else? If they don't pick Kyler, aren't shouldn't they be trading that to the Raiders? Or what has this whole process been for for them? 
Yeah, the whole smokescreen was the idea of then trading it to the Raiders. Right. It wouldn't be so that San Francisco can then trade with the Raiders, too. That doesn't make sense, that the Cardinals' this whole offseason have just been helping San Francisco. Yeah, it really does feel like Kyler goes number, number one in any situ- situation. Right. Or else, well, what if the Raiders just say, like, oh, we actually don't want Kyler. Now you're stuck, and you just wasted a bunch of time. But right. you still get your guy. If you want Bosa, you still get your guy. But So you're not coming down on the Kyler to number one like some people. What do you mean? A lot of people are in the past week have been coming down on on him going number one overall. Don't Saying, believe it's going to happen anymore. Oh, so they're or coming say, back. Say, yeah. say their confidence is at eighty percent now. It's at sixty percent. Okay. Hey, I mean, I'm all for the chaos. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. I couldn't live in a world where the Broncos had a chance to take Kyler Murray and didn't. I surely hope that doesn't happen, but that's a lot of picks. You don't, don't have, have to worry go. about it. Oh, yeah, I don't think it, so either. You're fine. Tom Mercury chimes in, says, "Do you guys think that Haskins really wants to be a Bronco over being on another team?" Or was this ensuring that he is a top 10 pick for more money? If I understand right, the higher you are drafted, the more money you get. Do you guys think draft-eligible players really have strong desires to be on certain teams? Or is it more about draft position, money, and fame for the individual? Let me ask you this. Zach, if you were unemployed and I offered you a job, one is in Wisconsin, (laughs) one is in Buffalo... One is in Cleveland, and the other is in Miami. Mm. Which one are you going? Just money, same everywhere? Uh, Yeah. Miami, baby. Yeah. Or, or maybe there's a <laughs> little more money in each of the ones but Miami. Yep. Or mm-hmm. LA is on the board. Like, mm. People care where they're going to have to work for potentially the rest of their career. Yep. Your entire working life could be spent in Buffalo. <sighs> so that's the route you're taking. I'm just saying that players definitely care where they get drafted. I think they all want to be drafted as high as possible, though. Um, There's a pride aspect. You hope that that, if you're drafting a guy, you hope that's their attitude. Yeah, remember when I interviewed all the guys at the Combine and said, what's the first thing you think about when I name all these places? Yep. Almost everyone in Buffalo said cold. (laughs) Almost everyone in Green Bay said cold. Almost everyone in Cleveland said cold. Yep. People care about this stuff, and how could you not? It's it's your quality of living, yeah, which is affected by the weather. I like if BSN Buffalo opened <laughs> and they offered me a raise to go run that, I would not accept it. Mm. Not at all. Not a chance. Now, what if it was a raise of a couple million dollars per year, and uh, you had off seasons where you could travel? I'm talking about a couple million dollars more than what i make now or exactly. am i already making a couple million dollars <laughs> mm, i guess in this case you are already making a couple million dollars then the extra couple million don't matter to me mm, okay um, i think i think players care a lot about what city they're going to now not enough to say like i'm not going to green bay right don't draft me one overall <clears throat> but i think they do care yeah i i agree a bucking broncos says zach you and I are on the same page about Flacco. Maybe it's just a Zach thing. Flacco is nothing more than a smokescreen while also getting some long overdue revenge. That was also in all caps. He says, okay, maybe not the revenge part, but definitely a smokescreen. Let's go get our franchise quarterback. I just recently discussed with another listener who he would rather have, Locke or Haskins, and we both agreed on Locke. I'd be excited with either, but the way you guys describe Locke's presentation to the media at the Senior Bowl has left a significant impression. This has to be one of my favorite off-seasons ever. As always, keep up the amazing work. Zachary. Well, just love the comment, Zachary, from a Zach to a Zach. Are you a, a, a Zachary? 
I am. Oh, yeah, because I've had to write your name down <laughs> on twice <laughs> yeah. before. Uh, 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 Old Zachary David uh, Stevens. Uh, uh, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still on Haskins over Locke. But, again, I always have to say I don't want that to be taken as I don't like Locke. I really do like Locke. I'm, I'm impressed that that people have been so impressed from our impressions of Locke uh, just as a human that they that's what catapults them at the top. I mean, typically, you don't really hear that in, unless it's, you know, John Elway saying, this guy just blew it out of the water. Usually it's the media that overvalues this, and the fans are like, no one right. cares. Exactly. Um, but I pre- our people trust us. Yeah, Zachary's a trustworthy guy. Yeah, he, he believes in us. Uh, 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 so we appreciate that. I also like how Zachary's the only commenter <laughs> uh, 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 who put a, uh, a picture in, yep. and it just makes, like, Everyone else has this little fake person that's like the size of a dime. And you've got Zachary over here. His is the size of a silver dollar. <laughs> what I don't understand is a few other people like like Jeff, I'm um, just looking at today's comments, Man. and Shaggy McLovin the <laughs> third have pictures. Somehow Zach just got his blown up about 10 times the size. <laughs> and him and his what I perceive as his girlfriend yep. look lovely in the picture in yep. their orange. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, mine's really big too, though. <laughs> Maybe it's just the important folks. <laughs> it's a if you know a Zach. Maybe it's good. based on the size of the of the file you uploaded. Oh, people are gonna be looking for some big files yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Tom Mercury. Well, we can't see his comment because the picture is taking up the entire page. <laughs> uh, we got a buzzer beater. None. What is happening to the buzzer beaters? And they're gone. They used to be a a daily theme. Unclutch. Zach, we wanted to finish this podcast by 110. We almost hit it perfectly on the Bingo. Dot. Bingo. We got to go talk to the well, – actually, we get to first watch a little bit of the Broncos, talk to them later. Um, I'll have a piece up from whatever we may learn from Joe Flacco and Vic Fangio, which is pretty significant. Talk to two of the biggest influences on the team. Who, boy, do the Nuggets need a win tonight? We'll cross our fingers for that. And otherwise, we'll be back with you tomorrow to tell you what we learned today. Thanks for tuning in. And before I let you go – I want to tell you about our friends over at LiveWell. LiveWell Enlightened Health is your go-to dispensary for the best deals on the highest quality cannabis products. Members of LiveWell's free rewards program have access to $30 pre-weigh half ounces and $60 pre-weigh ounces every day. LiveWell has 16 locations across Colorado from the Four Corners all the way up to Fort Collins with six locations in the Denver area. Visit livewell.com BSN for all of the most up-to-date sales and promotions. That's LiveWell, spelled L-I-V-W-E-L-L.com slash BSN. Thanks again, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow.